fun little mini discussion to go in depth in is the fact that the bears skipped out on cj shroud another potential i don't want i don't want to crown him yet as an elite qb but a high probability chance elite qb to fall back in the draft and and they basically missed out right so how many times has a how, how many times has the bears organization missed out on a franchise quarterback in the past what decade less than decade five years a handful, right? I mean, Patrick Mahomes, CJ Stroud, they did pass on Deshaun Watson. And right now, that you know, the questionable antics there. But maybe if he was in Chicago, he wouldn't be doing it. I don't know. But what is going on, everybody? It is your boy Natter alongside. Finally, he is back with a child, Sheehan, the number one Australian analyst. How are you doing over there? I am exceedingly tired. I, I know you. I know. We, like I'm I'm a month into this now. Yeah. And it's incredible. Uh but it's exhausting like um like punching a bunch of puppies. It's incredible to bunch a bunch of puppies? No, incredible incredible but exhausting like punching a bunch of puppies. That didn't work, but that's fine. No, it really This didn't. is the world I live in now where I I, I just say things. Uh and you could say, "Well, she and that's always been the case." Um but but really it hasn't been. Uh, but it, it's been amazing. It's absolutely incredible, and it's also absolutely incredible to be um, to be back doing this because really I've missed it, and I don't think I would have been able to do it in the interim anyway. Um, but it's uh, you know, let's do it. Let's let's talk some fantasy football. Hell yeah! I was gonna ask a potential baby question, but maybe yeah. I just shouldn't. No, just ask away. Oh, okay. Um, um, during any moment, you don't have to answer this one. You don't have to answer this one. During the moments of when the baby was keeping you up at night and you were probably pissed off, um, did you ever think to yourself, should have been a nut shot in the eye? <laughs> um, I did threaten to leave him on the steps of the local fire station if he didn't stop crying. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it's but... about the same. It's about equivalent. <laughs> it's actually worse. In a, in, a, in a fun way. In a fun way. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I, I told him that we might not be renewing his contract yeah, uh, with yeah. the family. Yep, yep. And mm. that uh, it, it was, you know, maybe time for him to address his behavior. And yeah. you, you could say that that's probably a little bit unfair to, to ask of a 10-day-old child. Yeah, um, no, I think but, that's reasonable. you know, the standard you accept is the standard you walk past. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the problem is the Steelers always say the standard is a standard. Yeah. I just don't exactly. understand that. What is the standard? It's the, the standard. standard. That doesn't. I don't understand. It's the, yeah, but the standard. What does that mean? Standard. But what's the standard? The standard is the standard. The, yeah, but what is the standard? <laughs> it's like, like a terrible if, episode of Seinfeld. Yeah, if if you gave me like a benchmark of what the standard is, I could be like, okay, yeah, that's the standard. But you know, when I ask you what's the standard, you say the standard is the standard. You know, I just leave confused. You you sound like a philosopher, but when you break it down, it it makes zero sense whatsoever. A lot of those things are exactly like that. Yeah. Where you're just like, hang on, if I'm breaking it down, what the hell does that mean? I wish I had an example. Again, I'm struggling. 
Yeah, it's like, you know, one of those quotes, I'm 14 years old and this is deep. Yeah, all in the capital letters, like fucking Jaden Smith. Yeah, or when you're deep in that 14. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you hear that, Naeem? Anything you think is deep really isn't. Yeah. that's like the, the the he she believed he lied sort of thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's okay or he yeah the breath is he she he lied and she's broken and yeah then, that's it yeah he's okay like she's right re- yeah. Yeah, yeah oh my god oh my god that's so deep oh my god that's what billy eilish fans right oh here my... are punching the air right now because of you yeah if we got rid of all the taylor swift fans the last time we talked about that we've yeah. we've gotten rid of our last female listener talking about yeah. Billie Eilish. God. You know, the, the problem is Taylor Swift is not a bad musician. It's just her antics are annoying when clearly whatever she does in that booth is for attention, knowing that there are 17 cameras looking at her. I I don't have... Well, I think generally... I've got no problem with Taylor Swift. We talked about... Yeah, yeah, we yeah, both, yeah. We're both fans of music. It's her fans that get me. It's the fans. And I think yeah, you can say that fun. fans about anything. Anyone anything, who's yeah. too into anything yeah. is difficult to be around um, generally. And it's like, like you just because you like something doesn't mean you have to defend it like to the nth degree. Like that's like that's the that's kind of like religion's deal, and that's weird. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we we've gone off track here. We did. Um, I find that, entertainment in it. That clip of her and Brittany Mahomes doing their little like secret handshake, and then um, the brother Mahomes just like trying to be part of it that's that's some high quality cringe i really encourage all of you to seek that out he is just a cringe individual in general especially when isn't he still fighting like a sexual assault case probably probably also um andy reed's son saw him on uh, the sideline on the weekend he's uh he's an odd looking unit but um i i I only raise that because he's another man with an I believe an open court case still. <laughs> what a G. <laughs> oh yeah, he was the one driving drunk. That's right. <laughs> driving drunk, classic. Uh, <laughs> I I haven't got justifiable overreactions this week. So That's I thought fair. we could just run through some of the news that we haven't really talked about. Okay. Um, I shoot in the it. past month and things we want to talk. CJ Stroud I think is a really good place to start. Yes. He's yeah, a okay. fucking baller. He, that, he looks dope. That looks last dope. quarter was incredible. It was because I started Tank Dell out of desperation, and it worked out phenomenally. I um, mm-hmm. I scouted Tank Dell quite extensively over the off season, and I really mm-hmm. liked what I saw. But I just thought he was too small. I thought it was going to be another two to Atwell. Yeah, I mean he is small. Like don't get me wrong, he look he looks tiny. I I took him as a flyer. I just said, you know what, here here, just yeah, yeah, take t- take a roster spot. You know why not? What if you hit? And it turns out the homie's hitting. Yeah, yeah, and like Stroud looks like the real deal. He and does. And I think Bears fans probably have a right to be aggrieved. Yeah, you know, just like my introductory statement, uh, the Bears are allergic to quarterbacks. I mean, they took Justin Fields, who, in my opinion, just isn't it. He looks cool, might be fantasy relevant, not NFL relevant. Um, and then you have he'll be, he'll be starting yeah. somewhere next year. He'll be, he will be by an unlucky team who think they can salvage him but can't. And then you're right, because right now, in my personal opinion, the backup quarterback, he is playing better or he is a more 
potential he has higher potential to become an nfl starting quarterback i mean he reads the defense a little bit better than justin fields or actually a lot better i don't i really don't think justin fields can read a defense yeah makes it throws he's got some mobility he does have the ability to run it reminds me of a little bit of a brock purdy type of player and uh in my opinion i think teams should be looking for that not a running quarterback a mobile quarterback who has scrambling ability but of course their trademark is uh right you know passing the football and cj Stroud kind of fits that mold where uh, he does process the defense. You could see it, and you could see him making every single throw on the wide side of the field. Like it, he, he just looks clean. He looks clean, looks crisp, knows what he's doing, doesn't get nervous. You could see the confidence glowing right now. And we, we kind of everybody wanted to dodge this team and fade this team because they didn't really have a good coaching staff or potential coaching staff. You know, it was a question mark. Team was a question mark. Wide receivers were a question mark. And the only person that I think people really wanted on this roster was uh, Damian Pierce. And he, as of right now, I think he's the only question mark on this team. Yeah. I mean, Nico Collins has been great. I was a big Dalton yep. Schultz guy. Um, yeah. And he's been, he's been good. Oh, yeah. They're, the best part about it is, you know, they're not a great football team, but they're entertaining to watch. Yes. And I think possibly the greatest sin in football is to be boring, uh, like the Patriots are at the moment. They are boring and unwatchable. Oh god! Um, and the the Texans just look fantastic, and that's great. It's interesting you brought up Tyson Bajan because I think he's going to have a long career in the NFL. He looks like he's, I reckon he's the next Fitz Magic. You know, he's got a bit of the, he's a bit of a weird dude. He's got a bit of something to him. I don't think he's ever going to be good enough to be a long term starter anywhere. But I feel like he's going to be the guy you bring in um, as a bridge quarterback and. You know, maybe he plays well enough to win you some games. He's probably going to be a fan favorite. And you can carve out a hell of a nice career and a nice life for yourself as a backup in the NFL. Kind of reminds me of, um, right now it's Romeo Dobbs. I think he's kind of playing that Fitzmagic role right now. Jo- Josh Dobbs? Josh Dobbs, sorry. Josh Dobbs. That was a great story. Oh, yeah, he just walks on on Tuesday morning. Walks on, he's like, ah, oh, you know, I'm just going to hang in the coattail. And all of a sudden, you know, you get... What happened to the first quarterback? I forgot. Uh, Cousins did his Achilles. Well, yeah, yeah, Cousins had the other guy. And then uh, he got his bell rung. Oh, yeah, the, he got concussion. Like diving for a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, and he looked good, too. Dobbs? I, yeah. No, J- uh, Jalen Hall, Jaron Hall. Oh, Jalen Hall? the quarterback was. I, I thought he looked all right. Yeah, I was kind of watching mostly on red zone, so I didn't exactly get to see him uh, drive by drive, pass by pass. And, you know, um, once he got hurt, I felt like, ah, there's no need to right now. Yeah. You know, this is all Dobbs. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. It's just a fun story when, when a quarterback kind of does that. I feel bad for the Falcons, considering that that should have been a really easy victory for them. How'd you, how'd you fumble that? Yeah, they... Um, I mean, the Falcons is just a terrible team. They should have sacked their coach as well. Like... McDaniel's obviously he's a he's a waste of time and space, but I yes. think Arthur Smith, you know, probably not to the same degree. These guys are probably really good coordinators, but you don't want to you don't want to put them in the big chair um, because they're weirdos. They just got weird ideas about things, and you need an adult in the room with them. If your idea of uh, physical attraction is being a little bit overweight with a mustache. You're probably not a head coach. I, I, that really hurts. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> yeah, that I was mean, a direct I shot. I know that I'm not an NFL head coach, <laughs> but you know, you still hold out hope that maybe one day uh, we can get scouted from nowhere, and I don't have anyone famous in my family uh, to get me on that ladder. But um, no, uh, coaches get into trouble, and whether you're Arthur Smith, whether you're Bill Belichick, whether you're Pete Carroll, whoever it is, um, being pig-headed. And just go, no, the philosophy the philosophy's the philosophy, the standard's the standard. God this is this is what the this is what we're doing. The best coaches are adaptable. And yes. that doesn't necessarily mean adaptable game to game, because someone like Belichick absolutely is. But adapt, adaptable within games going, All right, the strategy A hasn't worked, so let's use strategy B. And I saw a tweet last week in reference to the week before's games of, you know, the Falcons spent three top 10 picks on Drake London, Kyle Pitts and Bijan Robinson only to have Jono Smith throw a pass to Michael Pruitt in the end zone. Yeah. And you're like, you were there when they drafted London. You were there when they drafted Robinson. You must've been on board for this. Why aren't you using them? Why aren't you giving yourself the best chance to win? Why have all these players if you're not going to do anything with them? So one mini answer to that question is one they probably uh they probably used what's his face as a decoy sorry god I'm terrible Drake London as a decoy on that play too I I don't think Kyle Pitts is the best tight end on that team and I think I think, I think it's clearly fair. shown yeah yeah uh my only question mark is a little bit more on the Bijan Robinson I feel like he should be used a little bit which is slightly more maybe maybe not like thirty percent. Maybe at least, you know, turn up to like 45 at least. That should be like a, a 70-30 split in the backfield. Because Al, Algier has value. Yes. But even if you, you're you going to say, all right, well, we're going to have Algier do the, the donkey work. And then Bijan Robinson's the Ferrari. You don't use a Ferrari to, to plow the field. Um, give him the ball more. Wear he, the he defense down him. and then unleash him. And he, needs, uh, he needs minimum five more touches a game. What if it's yep. receptions, carries, something? Because clearly, whatever they're doing isn't working. And, and he's just—he's their best player by a mile. He's there. He's and there. Why do you not? Why do you not want to win a game? Like he's—he's going to be a player who can win you games. Within that division, all you got to do is win a couple of games, and all of a sudden you're 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 right there for the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Let's let's stay in the NFC South. Taysom okay. Hill, breakout as a tie, like. He's been a fantasy star the past month, and I was yeah. on the I was on the Taysom Hill. You draft him, you start him, and you take the good with the bad. And I'm very pleased to see more good than bad at the moment. Right now, there is, especially when Derek Carr is kind of struggling. Right now, I, I you know I had a lot more hopes for Derek Carr and this offense in general, but it's completely regressed. I mean, Chris Olave, shell of his former self. Like right now, him and Garrett Wilson are very identical. Yeah, uh, I mean, Michael Thomas was doing good. I mean, he averaged, I think he had, before this week, he hadn't had a week of under, I think, seven fantasy points and a half point PPR. And the hmm. uh, highest, I think, it was like 14 when he got a touchdown pass. But, I mean, you know, this week he dropped a, a donut. He dropped a zero targets or zero receptions, yeah. one target game. Alvin Kamara didn't even have his best game. I mean, yeah, Tyson Hill, you know, he had the pass and the, the rush, but you expect more out of this offense. This yeah, more offense a, is terrible. Kamara had like eighteen or nineteen targets in a game. Yeah, like they're just—they're a team going nowhere. 
They are. And again, this is also a weak division where all they got to do is string up a couple of wins. And, you know, they're hosting a home game. Yep. It's just it's yep. it's odd. It's odd. It makes me wonder, was it Dan- McDaniels? Was it John Cruden? Was it Derek Carr? Was it something? But, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they had a better team. They had better weapons, notionally. And you can say Alave and Thomas and Kamara, but, like, I think maybe with Derek Carr, you need the easiest answer to be difficult because he's always going to take the easiest answer. Or nine times out of ten, he's going to take the easiest answer. And if that's, like, a little check down, then he's going to take that. But if that little check down is five yards more up the field, he's going to take that one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they're, they're just, they're a weird team. They need to, um, I think they need to just like push a, a broom through all of it, get new blood in there, new eyes on that team and, um, and do something else. Cause otherwise they're just going to wallow in mediocrity and they're not going to be bad enough to get an early pick. And they're not going to be good enough to compete. They're just going to be a nothing team. The, uh, you know, every team that leaves, sorry, let me rephrase that. Every team that has a star QB retire, they're starting to realize how difficult it is to find a quarterback. And they are now officially the butt of every NFL joke. I mean, right now, Drew Brees, they've been trying to replace him for the past four years. Doesn't look like they're finding a way. The Patriots trying to find a way to replace Tom Brady. I mean, obviously, you never will replace Tom Brady, but no. you know, just get a get get like a a quarter, or not even a quarter, seventy five percent of that production. You know, the team will be good. I think but, the problem is they tried to replace Tom Brady and they bought in Tom Mac Brady. Jones, who is not. No, he's not Tom Brady in any sort of sense. But that idea of okay, he's a pocket passer. He's going to win from in here. He's going to win above the shoulders. He's going to win before the snap. Um, and that's just not that's just not been the case. I think. What, we're, what we see more and more is you can't win in the NFL being conservative. And if that's uh, what the Falcons are doing with their weird chip, with um, the Saints making conservative moves, with the Patriots doing whatever they're doing, is, you know, if you, you've got to be able to keep up. And mm-hmm. the NFL is an arms race, literally, because it's on the arms of the quarterback. Um, yeah. It's an arms race and... If you're not gonna, if you're not gonna match it, if or if you're gonna go a different way with it, then you better be absolutely certain that it's gonna work and have the personnel to make that work, um, or you're just gonna be in irrelevance. And I think yeah. that's what we're seeing from, I think that's what we're seeing from the Saints. I think that's what we're seeing from the Patriots. Um, I'm sure there are others that come to mind that aren't willing. The Titans maybe, uh, but I'll, I want to come back to them anyway. But yeah, I mean, right now. Hard. Uh, after three decades of elite quarterback play, right now the Packers are finally realizing what mediocrity in the quarterback position looks like. 100%. And, and it's disappointing because I was big on Jordan Love, and he did look really good, and all of a sudden he has immensely regressed. We're to the point where I'm not necessarily sure it's him. I would, I would go to the coaching staff before him. But yeah, it is a little bittersweet to know that teams are not just a quarterback factory, like the, the, how I thought the Packers were. Or the fact that, you know what, what what comes up must eventually come down. And teams that are have always been elite, 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 elite with these quarterbacks are now kind of wallowing in the pit of despair. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. How are you feeling about uh, the Niners at the moment? Um, uh, you know what, that's going to have to be discussion off air, but I'm not very happy with them. <laughs> I thought that may be the case. Purdy, Purdy not the guy? 
No, no, no. I have no issue with the team. It's more the organization. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Let's just let's just say after a specific thing that came out that they were in support of, they haven't won a game, and I haven't been rooting for them. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, before we well, I th- we'll talk trades and and rest of season schedule shortly because it's it's trade deadline in a lot of leagues, and to be honest, it might be past it by the time you listen to this because God knows when this is going to go out. Naeem. Um, yeah. The last one I want to talk to you about is Will Levis. And yes, I've been pretty impressed with him. On debut, I think a lot of that, um, you know, he made, I guess, headlines turn heads with those deep shots. And I think, yes, um, I forget who they were playing, but it was pretty clear they'd sold out to stop Derek Henry. The, uh, uh, the and, and that makes the, fa- oh, there we go. There we go. Doesn't even count. Um, but they they'd sold out to stop Derrick Henry, which makes sense. The Steelers probably did a better job of cooking him up. Still, um, you know, twenty nine for two sixty two or whatever it was, or twenty two for two sixty two. He looks like the real deal. It does look good, but of course, even on his scoring drives, almost every single one, it was kind of like um, Trey Lance, where it needed a big play in order for that to turn into a score. And quite literally against the Falcons, every single one of those were a big play. And even against the Steelers, he needed those big plays, chunk plays, whether it was from DeAndre Hopkins or another one of those pass catchers. You want to see him drive down the field, consistently make dots on the sideline, over the middle, hand the ball off. You need a complete drive out of that. And I haven't really seen that out of him. Yep. Because of that, I'm a little skeptical still. I need to see... What happens when a team plays cover two defense is able to maybe even get a lucky stop on Derrick Henry on a short box or a small box. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's third and eight. You got to throw a dot over the middle or wherever it is on the field. And you have to consistently do it dry or chain, 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 chain. And then you eventually get to the goal line and you're able to get that in there. Yeah, I think he, I, I mean, I agree with that. I don't think he's put it together and, you know, he's had a lot of hero ball plays and they've come off by now and, you know, 50-50 balls to DeAndre Hopkins aren't really 50-50 balls, but I, I think there's enough there to suggest that he's got a chance to win that job in the future over the back half of this season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As of right now, I do feel like he has cemented the starting role, and, I mean, the the report earlier today came out that he is a starter and Tannehill is the backup, but I'm sure it's a short leash, especially with a team that does have playoff aspirations. At least I assume they have playoff aspirations, even though they traded their best safety. Uh, I still do think that they have a chance at making it. You know, if they string on a, uh, string along a couple of wins, that I do definitely do think they're capable of doing. I mean, right now, I believe they're going to be playing the. Uh, uh, let's see. They got the Bucks this week. Bucks, yeah, that, which is winnable, and then I think they have a couple other winnable games. Uh, you know, the Buccaneers, Jaguars, Panthers, Colts, and then they have a rough one with Miami, Texans, Seahawks. But uh, I think they do have some winnable games in the schedule to, to make a playoff push. And I think Levis gives them a better chance to win. And I think that's, they're acknowledging that, that that Tannehill's kind of cooked. Yeah. The the head coach, of course, uh, unfortunately, his name is, is eluding Uh, me right now. Yeah. Mike Vrabel. He he is definitely a, uh, I will put the best player in regardless of who it is. Yep. And if that's the case, and he says, well, Levis is a starting quarterback, then you know, I'm just going to have to take his word for it and say, yeah, it's because he probably is the best quarterback that they have. In terms of it being a short leash, I, I kind of disagree a little bit because if they get through this month or the end of November and Levis is shit, 
and they're out of playoff contention, then they may as well... Or if they're not winning and they're out of playoff contention, they may as well keep rolling with him to see, you know, if he improves. And then if they are in playoff contention, he's going to stay in anyway. I think it's yeah. really only... Yeah. You know, if he gets injured, Tannehill comes in and plays well, he might not get it back. Yeah, which is fair. And... Uh... I do think Mike Vrabel has coached well enough in the past that he's earned a leash long enough to the fact that he can have a losing season or two, still be yeah. okay. Uh, yeah. So you know what, we're 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 gonna shelf. I'll, I'll shelf Mike Vrabel for a while and just say, you know what, I'm gonna trust his process that he does know what he's doing in that side of the field. Considering, I mean, he he's never really realistically gave me a reason to doubt him. I am. Uh, I'm not going to shelf Mike Vrabel, uh, but only because shelving is Australian slang for putting drugs in your bum. Oh, hold on. Now I'm really interested. <laughs> yep, shelving pingers. Uh, there's some Australian slang for you. Right? Should we talk um, trade targets? Yeah, let's talk about it. So right now, of course, with the end of the trade deadline coming on in the next week or so, depending on the league. Right now, at this point, you kind of know, are you making the playoffs or are you not? Should you make that playoff push or should you start kind of looking at players and going, okay, maybe I should dump him for him, try to get this, strengthen this position, strengthen that position. I don't need this, don't need that, so on and so forth. So, Shane, do you have a person as I throw you under the bus? Do you got someone for me? I'm going to start with, uh, let's stay with the Titans. Okay. Because I think there's an interesting discussion to be had. Okay. And that's Derek Henry. Now, if anyone has watched any Titans football this year, they'll know that Derrick Henry hasn't looked like Derrick Henry for most of this season. He's still big. He's still capable of running over people. Uh, but what once upon a time would have been a 99-yard run is now like a six-yard run. And Yikes. the end the end comes quickly for all of us. I think there's still enough tread on the tires. And their run home during the playoffs for most people's playoffs run is going to be the Texans, the Seahawks, the Texans. Henry, I think, yeah. can probably yeah. be had relatively on the cheap. And within that, you know, if you're getting him this week, you've got, oh, we've already talked about the Jags and the Panthers and the Colts. Really, the only difficult matchup is Week 14 against the Dolphins. So if it's winning in, maybe not. But that's there's six pretty good matchups for a running back. And if Levis is playing well, they're not going to be able to stack the box or they're going to stack the box less uh, because he's going to have the arm to keep them honest. I will. I will agree. Like I do like Derrick Henry, and I wouldn't mind him on my on my roster. The difficulty of it is, is he's not performing to his ADP right now. No. And because of that, if you trade him, if you have Derrick Henry on your roster and you're trying to trade him, you're not going to get the value that you once had. Which makes it difficult to trade because obviously you want the value that you paid for him in return, and because he is a starting running back in the NFL you feel like his value still holds that inflated value of the second round pick. But right now, as I look at my trade calculator and my uh, legendary trade market, uh, there actually isn't much Derrick Henry trades going on. Like right now there is a Derrick Henry one-on-one for Saquon Barkley. Yeah. And I mean, that's it is I think people don't want to trade him because they're paid for him. Maybe people don't want to trade him because of his past five games Okay. Uh, yes. Four of them, he has been RB thirteen or higher. Yeah, I mean, so right now the the, the yeah. RB market is a little 
fragile and frail. I. He feels like a guy that you could get for cheaper than Saquon Barkley. So, what would you willing be able to give up? Okay, okay, let's see, let's see this. All right, you own Derrick Henry. Can I offer you Chris Olave for him? Would you take it? No. If I offered you Garrett Wilson, would you take it? No. If I offered you Devontae Adams? Possibly. I, I, would I get Adams or Henry? Sorry. You own Yeah, Derrick no, I'd Henry. get Adams. I'd, you, you would rather have the, uh, Devontae Adams? I, this one's tough because you don't know yeah. what the quarterback situation exactly. looks like. Exactly. Devontae Adams is about to be my, my mind. So, I mean, he, basically I, this is going to segue into... I kind of think I want Derrick Henry. And maybe yeah, yeah. you're not getting him at the discount that you're hoping. I Could you get him for like a Puka Nakua? That's a difficult one to manage. I couldn't because imagine somebody trading that. There's QB issues there as well. They've just brought yeah. in two new QBs. They brought yeah. in Carson Wentz. They did. It's hard. It's hard to do that one. A one-on-one. You, you have to it, include somebody with that one. I think at this point it's time to sell Puka. It's hard. You know what? Let's let's look at him. You got him for nothing. Anything you get on him is a return. And I don't think we're going to see those dizzying heights. And I think you're going to be a slave to those first couple of rounds for the rest of the season. If Matthew Stafford is playing, then I'm I'm interested in him. But he he is a boomer bust type of player. You know, he either drops a minimum 15 fantasy points, one of them 26, 19, or you're getting four and a half out of him. He's yep. he's kind of like an Amari Cooper in a way. Cooper's been good this year. Cooper has been good. You're welcome for that one, people. I told you. Which, go for him. Am- Amari Cooper or Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry. Interesting. I'd probably go Cooper there. Yeah. And I wouldn't blame you for that. But also the inflation of the RB market, the fact that there isn't one, kind of gives Derrick Henry, in my personal opinion, a little bit more value. Because... Maybe I'm a little biased towards running backs. Actually, I, I'm completely biased towards running backs. But I, I just think they're just so much more valuable than wide receivers that even if they're on an even playing field, the RBs still win. Yeah. And I don't know. Like Cooper's looked so good. I don't think you can say it's truly a vacuum, particularly in half point or, or full point PVR. Yeah. But. Yeah, I, I think Puka for Derrick Henry would be. I mean, I, I would definitely send If I had Puka and I wanted Derrick Henry, I would send that right away. Um, so for for a person who is um, wide receiver needy, and yes. I'm a little bit in the market for a running back, uh, he said, send me an offer, and I just sent him one not long ago. Uh, for He has Travis Etienne. That was his best RB. And I said, okay, let me see if I can finagle that. I sent him an offer of... Uh, I went heavy RBs, uh, heavy wide receivers this draft, just out of curiosity. I sent him uh, Garrett Wilson, um, Tajay Spear, mm. and Deontay Johnson for Travis Etienne. Tajay Spears, mm-hmm. 
Keontae Johnson, Garrett yep. Wilson. Yep. Probably take ETN. You'd rather have ETN? Yeah. I know that I know I had like two for one, three for one yeah. sort of rule. Deontay Johnson is the only good player in that trade. Uh huh. I know. Yeah. That's why I kind I you know the problem is is my other wide receiver is Devontae Adams. And, and ETN looks fucking great. Yeah, ETN does look good, which is why I really wanted him on my roster. And I figured um I also have Christian McCaffrey. And I figured if I have the both of them, I'm looking pretty good. True. True. Let's um yeah. let's stay with T. Higgins there. His schedule rest of season is Texans, Ravens, Steelers, Jags, Colts, Vikings, Steelers, Kansas City. So that that playoff run is Vikings, Steelers, Kansas City. That's a I mean, that's a tough strength of schedule. The next couple of weeks are alright. You've got the Ravens in there, the Steelers are obviously a pretty good team, but you've got the Jags, the Colts, the Vikings that are all exploitable. And the Bengals are looking better. Like what are you what are you doing with him? You, you you drafted him in the third round. You start him. You could trade him. But as of right now, T. Higgins, with that offense, I don't want to say he's must-start, but he's basically must-start. I, I mean, you have, you have to start him. And you're not, yeah. getting the, you're not getting the value for trading him. No, it's no a you're not. Question. You're not. But at the same time, you know what? Uh, let, me, let me read you a couple of trades. Yep. T. Higgins, 101. Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah, I'd rather have Kelsey. 1-1, one, one, Higgins, Devontae Adams. Higgins, better quarterback. Yeah, Higgins, which is really weird to say. And Higgins you know or po- Derrick Henry? Oh, God. Um, ooh, that's a tough I think I got to go Derrick Henry. Hmm. Turns out that we love Derrick Henry more than any other player in the world. Somehow. Somehow. I, <laughs> the, the, the problem is, is Derrick Henry has the so high of touchdown upside and the incredible end of season buff. Just like how, you know, other receivers, you know, Gabriel Davis and playoffs is different than regular season. And Derrick Henry last five games of the season is different than everybody. Yep. And because of that, it, it kind of... Us knowing that inflates the value a little bit, and the fact that he is a bell cow running back, gonna get twenty touches a game. There's just not many RBs doing that. No, no, he's absolutely a, a weapon in that sense. Yeah, it's it, he is. He's in an awkward spot where where you want him on your fantasy team, but you're not really willing to give up much to get him on your fantasy team. Yes, he he's awkward like that. He's like a Volkswagen. It's like it's not luxury to the point where you want it, but it's also not affordable like a Toyota or a Honda. It's in an awkward situation where um, you don't want it, but you get it because you have to in a way. Yeah, yeah, just a, a little mid ranger. Yeah, it's just it's just there. Yeah. Real mid. Yeah, it's just yeah, that's mid. The, that that's what hit. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't name it better myself. All right, <laughs> who else you got? Let's. For me? I'm going to talk about trading a player out. Okay. And this is a guy I love. And you know I love him. I loved him from the very beginning. I've loved him since he was a freshman in college. That's Jordan Addison. Oh, God. Their rest of season schedule is Broncos, Chicago, bye. Late season bye. Don't love that. Yikes. Raiders, Bengals, Lions, Packers. Now, the playoff run there is the Bengals, the Lions, the Packers. I don't know if Jefferson's coming back. 
but what you. we've seen and 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 they're going to open up the playbook a little bit more when Dobbs gets a bit more familiar. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. love Addison. I'm a big fan of Addison. Now it's time to trade him and cash him in. Yeah, in a league I do have him. I'm a little bit afraid to get rid of him just because he's been doing so well. Even even with uh, Justin Jefferson. I mean, he's been absolutely balling out without Justin Jefferson, but he still did well with Justin Jefferson, which kind of gives me a little, ah, do I really want to? Ah, I kind of want him. But yes, yes, I do agree. Like, if you were to trade Jordan Addison, especially in redraft, yeah. it's a phenomenal oh, you're idea. You're not trading in Dynasty. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely not. You're... Phenomenal idea in, in redraft. Like, here, I'll read you a couple 101s. I try to do 101s just because I think they're a little bit more fair. Uh, yeah. Brendan Ayuk. Probably, uh, well, let's have let's have a look at their strength of schedule. But I, I'm thinking probably Ayuk. Yeah, Ayuk. I feel like is a little bit safer. So re- rest of season, you've got Jags, Bucks, Seahawks, Eagles, Seahawks, Cardinals, Ravens. Did you say Seah- oh, okay, never mind, never mind. So you got the Se- Seahawks twice. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty tough strength of schedule based on the metrics they're using here. Seahawks are exploitable. He's got them twice. Don't love the Eagles and the Ravens. And I don't love a playoff run of the Cardinals, the Ravens, the Commanders. Because I could see him just not getting any work in the Commanders and uh, Ra- uh, Commanders and Cardinals games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously you've got just about the best defense in the NFL. Well, absolutely the best defense in the NFL in the Ravens. They're supposedly the best defense statistically since the 2000 Ravens. I mean, they've been saying that since uh, the Browns a couple weeks ago, and then the Browns kind of got, not exposed, but by the Colts, and then all of a sudden everybody forgot about them. Uh, I started the uh, the Browns this week for uh, 30-something points. Yeah, I hear you. The amount Um, of times I went against the Browns defense this week. Everybody had the Browns, apparently. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I... I don't love that. I think Ayuk in a vacuum, but I don't love it with that schedule. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jordan Addison for exa- Alexander Madison. No. You know, if you just add an M, you get Alexander Madison. Did you know that? <laughs> uh, that's, there we go. Jordan Madison, Alexander Madison. No, yeah. I'm... Um, okay. I don't know that. No. I, I'm. You're trying to get out of the Vikings. Yeah, that is true. Like trading a wide receiver for the Vikings for the running back for the Vikings, I feel like is counterproductive. Unless you really need a running back, but Madison's also Cam interesting. Akers, he's interesting now, especially now that Cam Akers just tore his ACL or his Achilles again. I wouldn't want to be paying for him. Certainly wouldn't want to be paying for Jordan Addison. Just no. paying for him with Jordan Addison. Yeah, yeah, that is true. How about Sam Laporta? Mm. That's an interesting one. I kind of like tight that. end premium, probably. Yeah, I, you know what? I'd probably do that even if it wasn't tight end premium. There you go. Yeah, that's probably one of the few trades that I, you know what? I'll put the trigger on it. There we uh, go. Jordan Addison for Josh Allen. <laughs> take Josh Allen any day. Yeah, I think I take Josh Allen on that one. Yeah, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, obviously. Who's doing these deals? I, I'm just reading what Yahoo does. These are the deals that go down on Yahoo. Where are these leagues? I guess I'm playing with people who do this. Maybe you just don't send the offers. I sent an offer last night, actually. What happened to it? Uh, hasn't been accepted. I don't Yikes. think it will. 
You know what they say, that's, that's you, a... uh, you, you miss every trade that you don't take. Yeah, I was um, straight swap Najee Harris for Bijan Robinson. Najee Harris for Bijan Robinson. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't take that either. What are you doing? I basically, I don't want Najee Harris on my team because I don't like him. And I was like, yeah, yeah I haven't got Robinson anywhere. Yeah, fair enough. You know what? It, it, was, it was a trade to make my team more enjoyable. <laughs> I, I think that would make every team much more enjoyable. Speaking of unenjoyable, Christian Watson. I do really you? like Christian Watson. I do too. He's, I really he's do. got a great strength of schedule back half of the year. Yeah, but he's got... like, get him the goddamn football. Him and and Aaron Jones, they just don't touch the football all of a sudden. They're just allergic to the football. Him, Bijan Robinson, and Aaron Jones, all three of them, for some reason, nobody wants to give him the football. So his last four weeks, 14, 15, 16, 17, I, I'm in, excluding week 18 here because I'm sure there are people listening who have week 18 playoffs, but week 18 You're an idiot for it, by the way. What's that? Yeah, it's it's not it's not a legitimate league if it has a week eighteen playoffs. That's that's what they say. His last four weeks are the Giants. Uh, so fourteen's the Giants, fifteen's the Bucks, sixteen's the Panthers, seventeen is the Vikings. That is a pretty good schedule. That's Within that, he schedule. also has the Chargers, who don't really have a secondary. He's got the Lions, which should be a shootout, and he's got the Chiefs, where they will get horned, but obviously will need to to chase points. He's got Steelers this week. Everything points to that being positive. And I really like Christian Watson. What's your belief in them getting him the ball more? Or at least attempting to get him the ball more? I think I think LaFleur is coaching for his job. No. Yes. I, yes. I think he's got a little bit more slack, at least a season, because of what he's done. And yes, he's done it with Rodgers, but... I don't think you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater here. If we're having the same conversation this time next year, yeah, absolutely. But I think he's I think he's bought himself a little bit of time. I thought so, and then I looked at how bad they were. And I realized I I don't think it gets that much better. Like I think they have a scheme issue right now on the offensive side, and I think they have a play calling issue and I think they have a decision making issue on the personnel side. And I think you also have to think about, maybe this is a hot take, but you also have to think about the fact that they handpicked the quarterback, developed him behind Aaron Rodgers for, what is it, four years now? Yeah. And that, he's playing like this? You that's know, absolutely. Maybe it's just an unlucky stretch where you know he's going to turn up, figure it out. But the way he's playing right now, unfortunately, and I'm eating my words because I thought Jordan Love would be a really good quarterback, and I thought, you know what, this is just a QB factory where wherever Green Bay picks is going to be elite, but right now he's definitely not playing like it. I think if you... I mean, he's not playing like it. I can't argue no. with that. If you think that um, there's potential for Love to be... to come out of what is potentially just a slump, it's not, it's not like they've had a difficult schedule, and they've got a pretty easy schedule to finish. If you believe in love, then believe in Christian Watson, which sounds like something off a dating app. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was going to say, like, huh. That was, that was philosophical. Love, love can't be this bad. And I think this week was an aberration because the Rams were terrible. The Rams couldn't move the ball. 
and it was a, it was just a weird game. Like sometimes you just have a weird vibe, vibes game. In his four games prior to that, Watson had four targets, seven targets, five targets, and eight targets for two, three, three, and three catches. That's why I want to look at the targets because seven targets, five targets, well, seven targets and eight targets is fantasy viable. Four and five, not so much. The last three weeks, he's been wide receiver 60, wide receiver 72, wide receiver 60. And now that's, in fact, extending that back one more, he's wide receiver 24. That's very pleasing for fans of the 12 times table. Yes. Uh, <sighs> but I, I think if you could get him pennies on the dime, I would trade for Christian Watson just for that cake schedule. And if you believe that he is a, a potential wide receiver too then the Christian Watson manager is probably going to be pissed off with him because I can't fucking start this guy. He's shit. I I think it's worth a fly. I think it's worth a fly for Christian Watson. I've talked myself into it. You know what? He is definitely going for pennies on the dollar. Like right now, him, Christian Watson, for Dalton Kincaid. Yeah, fuck it. I'll take Watson any day. Christian Watson, this has got to be tight end premium. Darren Waller. Well, Waller's injured, so... Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be like a tight end premium, or, or he's just really mad at Christian Watson, which I don't blame him. Uh, Christian have... Watson for George Kittle. Mm, I'd probably take Kittle. Yeah, I think I'd rather have Kittle. I know, I know you think he's not special anymore, but... No, he's not. He's... <clears throat> he's possibly still like a top six tight end on his week. That's not and much. And that's, that's kind not, of more valuable. But is that really saying much top six tight end? Where right now you're you're drafting the backup quarterback and putting him in the tight end position more likely than you would with a regular tight end. True. True. Let's see who's um who's got Christian Watson in this league, and I will potentially send him a trade. Alright, you're gonna do a trade on air trade offer. On air of the trade. While you're doing that, I'm gonna go look. It's the it's see. the same guy that I sent the Bijan Robinson, Najee Harris deal too, yeah, which doesn't making, augur well, especially. He, he ain't making out of the hood. Um, I have... So the, these are my options. I'm not going to trade running back for him. Okay, okay. I'm interested. I'm listening. Terry McLaurin, I'm not trading him. Yikes. For him. For for Christian Watson. Well, I'm not trading Tyreek Hill. Okay. He's been pretty disappointing, but I'm not trading DK Metcalf. Yeah, a little. Well, that offense in general has no reason to be this disappointing. We already know I'm trading Puka Nakua for Derrick Henry. Oh, yeah, 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 true. So my options are Michael Thomas. Okay. Kadarius Tony. Okay. Pop Douglas. Ooh. Yeah, none of them. I'm going to send Thomas for Watson and see what happens. Michael Thomas? The problem is, yep. Okay. The problem is in this league, because I'm never going to start Thomas. I've got Derek Carr there, yes. so it's notionally a stack. But if I pick up if I pick up Kyle Murray off the wave wire this week, then it doesn't really matter. Um, everyone in my league... This, it, you probably find this, that people are like, oh, Nada knows about fantasy. I'm not trading with him because he clearly knows something I don't. Yeah, I've definitely noticed that. I can never get a trade done anymore. Yeah, so that's my only redraft league. I can't be fucked with, oh, yo, if you throw in a fourth rounder and a second rounder, then Christian Watson, I can't be bothered doing one of those. Like, well, we'll see. We'll see if I get anything out of this. So I got a, I got a start and sit question for you, since we've yes. been talking about tight ends. I got Terry McBride. 
And I have Co-Commit. Uh, Co-Commit. Commit the frog. Love him. Co-Commit. I really like Co-Commit. I drafted him in fantasy and I held him on for this long. Uh, Dynasty, I should say. Yep. Terry McBride against Atlanta. Against Co-Commit. Against... You know what? Clayton, I'm going to do it. Clayton Tune looks... Oh, hang on. He's yeah. not playing, is it? It's, it's Murray. Um, uh, Clayton Tune did look shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was the Browns' defense. It, it was, and he yeah. took a big brown all over the field. Yeah, he he really did. He, <laughs> um, I'm going to go out. Uh, I th- I think it's Komet. He and Bajant have showed a really good chemistry. Yeah, I will say that. As, as long as did you see his catch probably. on the weekend? Yeah, oh yeah, it was a nice catch. Oh, it was a good catch. It was a he's man a very catch. good player. Yeah, he's it, a very good player. As long as Bajant's the quarterback, I'm starting Cole Komet. Like even if I was DJ Moore owner, like DJ Moore only had one. Maybe two good games with with Justin Fields as quarterback and with Badgett. I mean, I haven't, you know, I don't have a stats right in front of me because I refuse to touch DJ Moore with a 10 foot pole. Hmm. But I mean, he's been playing a lot better or more consistent, I should say. You know what? Let's take a look. D- DJ Moore had that massive blow up game um, against the Commanders. Like, the night my wife was in labor um, and. She was like losing her mind in, uh, you know, early labor pains. Um, yeah. Was in a lot of pain, like walking around, but it's really, really struggling. Um, but she has DJ Moore and Justin Fields, and was very, 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 very happy watching the score go up as she was uh, not very happy about anything else. Well, at least she got a positive. I know she beat me this week in fantasy as well. Embarrassing. Imagine losing. Thanks, fucking Geno Smith. Thanks God. a lot. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you kind of deserve that for starting him against the Ravens, but uh, I mean, the other option was was Derek Carr, and I, I've I've got the Geno the Geno Metcalf stack. So anyway. that's fair. That's fair. I mean, right now DJ Moore, I might have to walk my clans back a little bit because I mean, since that fifty burger, he's put up seven, nine, seven, and two point nine. Yeah, he's got a pretty he's got a an easyish four weeks, but then he's got the Browns first week of the playoffs, which yeah. is not going to go well for Chicago. Yeah, yeah. You know, Cole Komet has been a, a winner of the Tyler, or the Badgent, the, the the Bagum, the Bagum, the Bagum Bowl. The Bagum? Don't know about that. I think Secret Bagent, man. That's Secret Bagent. Bagent Smith. He, he has a lot of potential with his name. He does. He, um, I, I don't know. I, know I, I probably shouldn't say this on a podcast because these things, you know, I know no one listens to this, but... His family just seem like they're a bunch of racists. <laughs> they just got big racist energy from them. They're probably very nice people, and it's probably unfair to tar them with the brush. But I'm just like, there's something going on. There's something going on with this family. Like, you know, they drop that harder. That's kind of what I was thinking. <laughs> it, That's kind of what I was thinking. It's like, oh. is it is it bad that I kind of thought the same thing also? <laughs> Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the racist one, and I project my feelings onto other people. But like the, the when dad the, seems like he'd he'd tell you a joke with the preface of like you can't you can't say this anymore. He can't. Yeah, you can't say. You know, we, but back in my day, we weren't soft. We called. Yeah, people we drank this. drank from the hose. <laughs> drank the hose of water. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they like they might be really nice people. You know, they might be really welcoming people, friendly people, uh, pillars of the community. But yeah, they feel like they're they're like campaign donors to like a niche right wing candidate. Yeah, same. 
Uh, <laughs> well, I'm glad we're aligned there. Is there anyone else you want to talk about before we go into the two-minute drill and I go back to bed for an hour and a half? Yeah, did you know uh, Dobbs is like QB4? Doesn't surprise me. It depend, depends on the scoring format, I should say. I'm, I mean, I'm not interested in trading for him. Yeah, I know. I just, actually, no, I lied. He is definitely not QB4. I had the filtering on wrong. He's QB10. Yeah, I mean, it's still pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's really, really good. I'm impressed. Not interested no, at no, all. No, 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 no. Of course, you could probably find him on the waivers right now. Actually, as I look on it, he is available in... Nineteen uh, percent. Actually, he is rostered in nineteen percent of leagues. There you go. Yeah, interesting. There you go. I think if he's on your waiver way, you should pick him up. He's an interesting guy. Whatever he was doing with the Cardinals, he's in a better situation in Minnesota. He is. Yeah, Sam. He's Howell, still going to run. Yeah. He's got that Addison kid that we want to trade. He's yes. possibly getting Jefferson back this year. Yeah. He's got Hawkinson, the third of the sons. This is a, a re a reversion or a new version of the Sons of Anarchy, uh, when the Jets had those guys. Um, I think, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I mean, Sam actually, Howell. you've got four. You've got Addison, Jefferson, yep. Hawkinson, Madison. They're the real Sons of Anarchy. Wow. Osborne, that's not one. Close. Yeah, and Dobbs. Close. That's, that's like no, that's not really. Basically the same thing. It's, it's, it's nothing. It's nothing. But he should keep. He's going to keep running the ball. He's got better players around him. If he's on your waiver wire, he should be on your team. He's definitely as a QB a week, three, yeah. QB four. As as a bye week flex or streaming type of QB, I'm all for it. And they're past it. their bye week. I'm pretty sure. Uh, let me have a look. Sorry. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're past their bye week. Yeah. It's not fucking showing up on my little thing here. Actually, it's because they haven't. Their bye week is week 13. Ooh, don't like that. Week 13 is going to be a bad bye week. It's going to be a really bad bye week, I think. I think even the Bills, the Bills have a bye week at week 13. Commanders um, have week 14. God, that's embarrassing. I reckon they just packed the season up then, to be honest. Go, you know what? We're not coming back. We're not coming back for the last month. <laughs> We're done. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. I think um, it's a, that's a good time to take a bye. Yeah. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah, you got the Cardinals and the Commanders. That's a, What are you doing, guys? They can both pack it up. Week 13 for the, the Ravens. Week, 13, week first 13 for the Ravens. Week 13 for the Bills. And the Bears, if that matters. And, and the Raiders. Yeah, and yeah. that giant Raiders. Interesting. Cool. Two-minute drill, you start. All righty. I'm going to focus the majority of my two-minute drill on the exciting, well-planned, well-thought-out Thursday night football. You know, typically when you're a NFL network or an NFL organization, you sit there and think, prime time. Got to get the good games in there. Got to get the elite games in there. And they sat there and slammed the desk and said, I know exactly what to do. Panthers and the Bears. And <laughs> they would be 100% correct because everybody wants to see the Panthers and they want to see the Bears. Like, it's almost as fun as watching the Jets on primetime. 
it's the Giants on prime time. And you know what? I just want to see bad defense. I want to see bad offense. And I want to see worse coaching. And because of that, I'm going to watch the Panthers and the Bears and sit there and be pissed off when the game doesn't go any better than how I expected it to because I know it's going to be a dumpster fire. And I'm going to be mad when it's a dumpster fire because I was still hoping that it wouldn't be a dumpster fire. But it still will be. And I can't believe the NFL really said there, sat there, picked these two teams and said, yes, let's do that. Especially when you look at the other games. I'm not even going to talk about the other games. But there's other games that you very well could have put a Thursday Night Football and it would have been a lot better. Actually, you could have put the bye week on Thursday Night Football. It would have been better because somehow they have a really good defense. Like you could put the Browns and Ravens. Texans and Bengals, Niners, Jaguars, Saints, Vikings. I mean, th- those are two random teams. It still would have been better. Packers and Steelers, still random teams. Still would have been better. Falcons and Cardinals. You would have had the Battle of the Birds. Two bad teams. Still would have been funnier, though. At least you could say Battle of the Birds. Lions and Chargers. <laughs> would have been a good game. That would have been a very offensive-minded game. Would have been fun to watch. On primetime. But guess what? We're not doing that. But you know what we do get? We get the goddamn Panthers and Bears. Wow. That makes me so happy. So happy. So happy. And I hope you find the sarcasm in my tone. While I'm sure Sheen over here is going to talk about how he can't wait for Sunday night football. When the Jets go against the Raiders. I think this could be the game on Thursday that, that finally finishes Al Michaels off. Wait, hold on. That mi- middle of what? the broadcast. Say it again. This is going to be the game Thursday night uh-huh. that finally finishes Al Michaels off. Oh, God. Hold on. That Pause. He's going he's gonna to get up yeah, okay. halfway through. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm almost there. Keep going. And it's going to be the, all right, I'm out. I think he's going to finish me off. <laughs> uh, the only thing I, I would say before I get into the two-minute drill uh-huh. is this is the Robbie Anderson Bowl on Thursday night. Uh, simply for that, what's that bear doing clip? When he thought the the panther was the was a bear, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> that's not bad, man. That's Serper. That's what, he, what? Look at all these. You chickens. call him. You call him that. You sound like what up, Serper? Yeah, it's about right. <laughs> anyway, okie dokie. Hear me with the it. old school rivalry from the NFC East, the Patriots Colts. Uh, there used to be that stat that the Colts would run the East. More reg, uh, more recently than the Bills. Obviously, that's in the past, but that is reignited on Sunday afternoon in Frankfurt in Germany. Patriots Colts. We are taking this game to the far-flung reaches of Germany. Germany's a beautiful country. I've been to Germany almost more than any other country. I would say, other than uh, other than the US, um, Frankfurt. I've not been to other than the airport. But I, I hear Frank Fred on mine, not, not that great compared to some of the others. I've heard that as well. To, to grow the game, we are sending Mac Jones and Gardner Minshew. And I, I, you know, I considered going over for this game just because you know, I'm a Pats fan. That's, that's a nice thing to do. This is not 
the game to grow the game. The game to grow the game would have been the Chargers and the Lions because that is going to be an absolute barn burner. This is a terrible slate this week. Ravens and Browns, good game. Jags 49ers, potentially good game. Bengals, Texans, potentially fun game. Chargers, Lions is game of the week as far as I'm concerned. Every other game is probably either going to be boring or a blowout. There's just no redeeming features about the schedule whatsoever. But this is a chance for Herbert to come out and actually prove that he is the guy that everyone seems to think he is. And I think this is a chance for the Lions to come out and stamp their authority as potentially a Super Bowl contender. Are they going to win? No, probably not. If they Are they going to win the Super Bowl? I mean, no, probably not. If they come out, they play well here, then hopefully this augurs well for them making a deep playoff run. Um, and I really want to see Jameson Williams do more than just fuck all. So I will be hoping for that. And uh, yeah, good times. Does Belichick get fired after this game? No. Nope. Absolutely not. I think Belichick gets a chance to go around one more time with a, a different quarterback. Particularly if they have a top five pick and they, they pick a quarterback. I, I really think he's going to get a chance to, to do it again. I think so as well. I mean, because I, think, I you just you they've invested all this money in the stadium, um, and I don't think you can afford to tear everything down and start again with an organization that, for the past twenty five years, has been built in one direction, and essentially the time to do that would be, the time to do that would have been a few years ago, to go all right, Brady's gone. All right, Belichick's gone. Let's start again now. You could say, well, you know, the best time to do it again is is right now. But I think if you have that early draft pick, you don't want to waste it on a structure you don't know. I think he gets the chance to do it again with uh, Penix or Williams or whoever it is that they draft. Um, I hope it's not Williams because I don't think he's very good. Okay, uh, which Williams? Caleb Williams. Williams. You don't think he's that good? Honestly, I think that Jordan Addison got Kenny Pickett overdrafted, and I think he's going to get Caleb Williams overdrafted. Who? Jordan Addison? Yep. The he wide receiver? Re- yep, he was Pickett's receiver in Pitt. Is Williams' receiver last year when Williams won the Heisman. Interesting. Jordan Addison? We're talking about the, the wide receiver? Yeah, yeah. He won the Heisman? No, Caleb Williams did, but yeah. I think Jordan Addison is the reason. He's one of the the main reasons why. Oh, uh, okay, I get what you mean now. I get what you mean now. I'm picking up what and you're going down. Yep. Yeah. Nice so, yeah, I don't think I don't think Belichick's. He's going to break the record, and then he's going to retire. That that's the C. He's going to break Shula's record. And I don't know why the Patriots would get rid of him beforehand. Like, they're not going to win the... If you fire Belichick, you bring in a whole new coaching staff. I don't know who this is. But they're not going to suddenly take him from being shit to a playoff team. So you may as well let Belichick break the record and then get rid of him. Fair enough. All right, anything else? Prognostications, man. What do you got for me? Shoot, I haven't had one in a while. I don't remember any of them. Um... (laughs) Um, let's see. Let's see. God, what's a good one? Uh, shoot. You might have to go first. I'm going to say that the first quarter of Chargers-Lions 
outscores Bears Panthers. Okay. The fr- oh my God, that's not even. Is that is that not ballsy? Enough? No, no, no. That's good enough. That's good. I like that one. Uh, I was gonna go with that. There, there will be a seventy-yard field goal. <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> Did you see the um the punt hit the uh, uh the jumbotron in Frankfurt last week? Yes, I did. Yeah, I actually I woke up. Back. I actually woke up and watched some of the game. Mm, there you go. Yeah, that was I was pretty proud of myself. Actually, it was because so daylight savings was that day. So I actually woke up thinking it was normally around like seven thirty ish. I thought, yep. oh man, I probably missed the game. Actually, sorry, eight thirty ish. I started watching around halftime. I was like, oh man, it's about eight thirty ish right now. I probably missed the game. I look and it's like actually like seven thirty. I think, oh, cool. I can actually watch the game. So that, hmm. that was my day. There you go. I uh, I watched a bit of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I watched a, a bit of it. It was a good game. But it makes you realize that the the, uh, the Dolphins, I think, are 0-3 against teams that are 500 and better. Hmm. I think the Dolphins did themselves a real... Uh, they They... They're a they're a paper tiger, the dolphins. Paper tiger. They're a paper tiger. Yeah, I think so. I think they uh, on paper they just they're just like the Chargers, where if you look at their on paper, they should be the best team, one of the best teams, in the league. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think the 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 Chargers are just not well coached. I think the the Dolphins just need a little bit more time. Yes. I'd agree with that. All right. Right. Take us home. So that's going to have to wrap up this legendary episode. Shane, where can everybody find you? Uh, Look, don't even bother. You could follow me on Twitter. It's at Sheehan Solo. Yeah, honestly. But I'm going to be honest with you. I'm done with Twitter. I'm done with it. I look at it and I see all the fantasy people and I just don't have time for it, mate. I look at it and I think, wow, you're an idiot. And that's about it. I get it for my daily entertainment. I I've been been spamming the cricket content because the cricket World Cup at the moment and mm-hmm. um, yesterday was the most remarkable you'd call it a comeback win it's not really how cricket works but it, the most remarkable comeback it would be like the the twenty eight three Super Bowl comeback but yeah instead of passing the ball that if Brady decided to just do everything himself and then play defense it was just the most incredible win out of nowhere for Australia yesterday. Um, and uh yeah so that's kind of all i'm doing on there at the moment so you can follow me there you can follow me on tiktok i don't really do anything else there either and you can listen to your screen pass wherever you get your podcasts there you go but other than that hey good luck everybody I'm ready for us today